If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Today we're reading Chapter 8 of Wings of Fire, The Dark Secret. Starflight shot down the cliffside and banked toward the ocean, his eyes scanning the ground below him frantically. The good news was, if he understood them right, the dragonets hadn't been on the island very long and probably didn't know his geography at all. The bad news was, neither did he. Right now, he was on the side of he was on the side other side of the volcano from the forest. Here, there were no trees. Everything below him was dark rock or rivers of glowing lava, nothing to hide behind. Ahead of him, there was a strip of black sand beach that seemed to circle the island. He remembered Glory saying that the tunnel to the rainforest was in a cave above a black sand beach. He wondered for a moment if he could find it, but there wasn't time with the dragonets coming after him. He couldn't outfly them for long either. Flame, like most skywings, had enormous wings, which made them faster than dragons from any other tribe. He risked a glance over his shoulder and saw the bright colors of four dragonets flash through the sky, much closer than he would have liked. Only four. Fate speaker was nowhere to be seen. Disobeying orders or sneaking up on me another way? He didn't have time to think about it. Starflight twisted into a dive and swooped as close to the ground as he dared. His black scales would make him harder to see but would make him harder to see against the rock than if he were up in the sky. A blast of steam shot out of one of the vents in the ground and he flapped hastily aside, barely avoiding the heat. From this close, the rocks below looked even more like black dragon scales, but all melted and fused together. Like mine would be if Flame and Viper got their claws on me. The problem was, the dragonets were so close behind him that they'd, they'd see anything he did. They'd be able to follow him straight to any hiding place. It was too risky to try to lose them in the water or the clouds, not with the sea wing and the sky wing among them. He bit his, wing, he beat his wings faster trying to think. Use your brain, Starfight. That's all you've got. There was only one place to hide. The fortress. Maybe he'd find a room he could lock himself into, or maybe his father would help him. He swooped into an arc, heading toward it, hoping the dragonette wouldn't cut him off before he reached it. Another blaze of heat brushed his tail, and he twisted to see where the steam had come from this time. To his horror, Flame was only a few wing beats behind him, with fire curling out of his nose. The sight of the Skywing propelled Starfight forward. The Dragonet beat his wings as hard as he could, but his muscles already ached with exhaustion, and he knew he'd never be able he knew he'd never be able to make it to the fortress before Flame caught up. Then he spotted the caves that lined the lava river below. The Rainwing prisoners. Gloria had described hers in vivid detail. Suddenly a blast of thick smoke shot at one of the vents on the ground below him. This was his chance. He couldn't miss it. He dropped behind the smoke, hoping it would look as if he was aiming for the fortress, then spiraled tightly down and dove into the first cave he found. A nightwing guard was lying across the entrance. Starfight shot overhead and tumbled onto the stone floor. The guard sat up in a hurry, blinking as if she'd been asleep. Farther into the cave, Starfight heard scales shifting as the imprisoned ramings peeked out at the commotion. "'Hey!' said the guard. "'What are you doing here?' She lashed her tail, looking very large all of a sudden, despite the ribs visible through her underscales. 
Starfight staggered up to his feet, trying to look calm and ordinary, and like he wasn't being chased. I, 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 I came to see the rain wings. Starfight stammered. The prisoner? The guard frowned suspiciously. Why? Um, Starfight flipped through the three scrolls in his head as fast as he could. There were a few stories about dragonets and his favorite scroll, Tales of the Night Wings, that couldn't possibly work, but... School project? He tried. To his astonishment, the guard completely relaxed. Ah, uh, she said, assignment for mastermind, right? That weirdo is all about field studies and live observations. Drives my daughter crazy. All right, go ahead, just be careful. Starfight bowed gratefully and fled toward the black back of the cave. The raming prisoner was changed, chained to the the raming prisoner was chained to the floor and the wall, and his snout was wrapped in an iron band like the one Strong Wings had put on or, or, Orchid. He watched Starfight with a resigned, mournful expression. His scales were gray and dark blue. Starfight wondered if extra change had been added to all the dragons after Glorying King Gaiju escaped. As far as he remembered, Glory had been muzzled but not chained to the wall. He was tempted to tell the sad Raming that he would be rescued soon, too. But it was dangerous enough that he told Orchid. He had no idea whether Raming could keep secrets. And if Nightwings found out that he'd, be going, he'd been going around and saying reassuring things to their prisoners, well, he couldn't imagine they'd like it very much. A commotion of wings sounded outside. Starfight turned to the black to the back of the cave, which overlooked a huge dark abyss. Glory had said that all the prisoner caves were connected by this chasm, which was how King Gaju got from one to the other. The last thing Starfight wanted to do was jump into that darkness. Well, no, the very last thing he wanted to do was face Flame and Viper in talent-to-talent -talent combat. So, given those choices, leaping off a cliff into pitch black was a clear winner. He spread his wings and hopped off the edge, flapping to lower himself down slowly. He kept thinking he was about to crash into something sharp and pointy, but only empty space yawned below him, as if it were trying to suck him down. Finally, several dragon lengths down from the top, he felt a shadow he felt a shallow ledge below him and gently rested his talons on it, folding his wings in. Even if someone peered into the chasm, his black scales would keep him well hidden in the shadows. Varisa started shouting up above. Who is he? That sound Where is he? That sounded like flame. Who are you? roared the nightwing guard. Intruders, a skywing and a mudwing. They've come back for the rest of our prisoners. She started banging on some kind of metal alarm gong that reverberated painfully off the rocks around Starfight. He covered his ears, but even over all the noise he could steer, still hear flame bellowing. No, we're supposed to be here an orchard. We're with Mars here. We're, we're trying to kill a Nightwing Dragonette, Flame shouted. Did you see where he went? Wow, that was the wrong thing to say, Starfight thought. They're here to kill our Dragonettes, shrieked the Nightwing guard. An almighty crash followed, as if she'd smashed the gong over Flame's head. Starfight hoped she had. Even every time he thought of the Skywing's smug face, he thought of how Flame was meant to take Glory's place in the prophecy. Marasir had been trying to take Glory has been trying to have Glory killed since the moment first moment he saw her, he thought. Because she's a raming and he was afraid she figured out the plan and warn her warn her tribe. It's not that he thinks she's weak or useless. He's actually worried about what she might do. And he should be. 
The crashing and shouting finally ended with sounds of what appeared to be several guards arriving, carting off flame and orchid orchard. Starfight hoped Viper and Squid had met a similar fate, maybe searching for him in the fortress, just in case he decided to stay hidden for a while longer. I could try to escape, he thought, not now while no one is watching me. I could try to get back to the rainforest to one glory and the others. I have an idea where the tunnel is, but surely it's guarded, and surely they'd stop me, even more surely. Marcia would be fierce, and most likely he'd kill me himself. He closed his eyes, picturing the island. Or I could fly across the ocean, just to pick a direction and go. He already knew he'd never be brave enough to try that. There was no way to know where the nearest land was or how far from the mainland or how to find the mainland from here. The island was had not been on any of the maps of Priaria he'd ever seen, that was for sure. Starfight wrapped his wings around his towns, resting his head against the rock rock wall behind him inside. Starflight? a voice whispered above him. He froze. The shadow would hide him if he kept still. Starflight, it's me, Fate Speaker, she called softly. He realized her voice wasn't coming from the cave he'd come through. She must be in the cave next to it, also overlooking the abyss. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's you down there, she said, because it's a crazy smart and crazy brave thing to do, which sounds like you. Ha, Starflight thought. Crazy brave is the opposite me. Crazy brave is tsunami. Crazy brave would have been turning around to fight all four dragon ants at once. Which is what she would have done. Sitting in a dark hole, waiting for someone else to deal with my problem? She's right about one thing. That does sound like me. Fate Speaker sat quietly for a moment, but he could still hear her breathing. Of course, if you're not down there, I should... I sound totally insane right now. There's a raving sitting next to me who's giving me the weirdest look. Hey there, what's happening? Nothing weird. Just talking to a pit. Carry on looking miserable. Don't mind me. Ooh, his ears went a little yellow, she reported. Does that mean amused or terribly annoyed, or what do you think? Amused, Starflight thought, if his very limited study of Raymond skill shifting was any guide. I wish I could let you go, sad dragon, she said to the Raymond. I need one of those long pointy sticks, though. Starflight, come on, get up here so we can talk about how to help all these sad dragons. I checked a few of the other caves, and there are at least ten of them here. Can you imagine? Fourteen, according to Kink Aju. Starfight thought. Oh, I promise I'm not going to kill you, she added. Is that what you're worried about? My visions say we're going to do amazing things. That's hardly going to happen if you're dead, right? I don't mind telling Mars here that my prophecies are just as good as his prophecies. And my prophecy says you're going to live forever. So, there. Starfight smiled into the dark. He would love to be, pres he would love to be present for that conversation. All right, he said. I'm coming. Together, they flew back to the cave where Viper and Squid were huddled suddenly against the wall, and Marcia was pacing back and forth. Oh, did you lose some dragonettes? Facebooker said to him with mock sympathy. Marcia glared at her. It's not funny, Squid hissed. There were about a thousand Nightwing guards chasing me. Viper rolled her eyes. Try four, she said. They nearly burned my tail. One of their spears could have taken any eye out and when i told them i was a dragon of destiny they got even more mad i want to go home squid folded his eyes and sulked plus i haven't seen any sign of treasure i was promised we keep our treasures safe marcia rumbled and said 
of putting it on display like other tribes. He rubbed his forehead. Perhaps I could have done a better job of wearing my tribe that you were here. Perhaps you could have, Viper snapped. The council has been told, but apparently the news hasn't spread. It's going to take some explaining to get Flame and or Orchard out of the dungeons. Marciaris tapped his claw on the rock and tipped his head at Starflight. A clever way to fool your attackers, whether you intended it or not. It's not what I would have done, but it worked. Now can we kill Fate Speaker instead? Sometimes you're just horrible, Fate Speaker said to her. Seems like you had an opportunity to kill him and didn't take it. Look, destiny is destiny, Fate Speaker said. I don't know why you're so worried about who's in the prophecy. You delivered it. Now you can sit back and watch it happen, whether it's me or Starflight. Who cares? The Nightwings care, said Marcia. The Queen has decreed that I should choose one of you and then kill the other. Fate Speaker opened and closed her mouth a few times. Really? She said in a small voice. Starflight felt sorry for her. Starting with what Glory had told him in the rainforest, he had a few days to adjust to how different Nightlings were from his expectations. Fate Speaker was going, getting it all thrown at her at once. Not today, though, Marcius, said Marcia. For now, I'm moving you all to the fortress so I can keep an eye on you. He ended up dumping them in the same dormitory where Starflight had first woken up. Then, to Starflight's relief, Marcia stumped off to the evening council meeting without him. Are you sure you don't want to take me? Fate Speaker asked him. Starfight guessed she was hoping to meet other Nightwings, ones who might give her a better impression of the tribe than Marcia and Mastermind. Very sure. Stay here, Marcia growled at her, and try to speak as little as possible. She watched him leave her, wing drooping, her wings drooping. I was hoping to see the Queen, she said to Starfight. You heard Mastermind. Nobody, nobody sees the Queen, he shook his head. It looked to me like she does everything through her daughter, Greatness, which was something else Starfight needed more time to think about. He suspected there were more to there was more to that story. He wondered if she should try talking to Fate Speaker about the Nightwing's plan. Maybe she'd be willing to help stop it. He knew she felt sorry for the trap brainling she'd seen, but no matter how sympathetic she was, was would she be willing to betray her tribe? There was no time to talk to her anyway. As soon as Marcia had gone, Starflight and Fate Speaker and Starflight and Fate Speaker and Viper and Squid were sworn by Nightwing Dragonettes who lived in the dormitory. Hello, Fate Speaker chirped. Hi, hi, it's so nice to meet you all. Oh, so you're the other one, Fate Speaker said fierce teeth said sniffing her. You don't look great either. Look at all the colors, Mind Reader said, poking Squid's green wings. Shiny. Don't touch me, he whined. Viper, make them stop. The sand maiden ignored him. She brandished her tail until the nightwing dragonettes got out of her way, then stormed to a sleeping spot at the farthest end of the dormitory and curled up on a stone. Exhaustion was starting to overwhelm Starflight. He left Fate Speaker while she was introducing herself to everyone and lay down in the same place where he'd woken up a few hours before. He missed his friends. He wanted to be eating boar with clay, arguing with Tsunami, telling Glory about all his strange new discoveries, and warning her about the nightwings. But mostly, he missed Sunny. He missed her warm scales leaning against his, her green eyes watching him while he talked. He wanted to tell her about everything that, that had happened today, about the strange hunting habits of the Nightwings, the terrifying council chamber, the mysterious behavior of the Queen, and what he'd figure out about their secret plan. He wanted to tell her about all about his father and the alternate dragons, and his eyes closed and sleep came for him.